Um, starting out, I kind of want to ask just some some general questions um, for both men and women. Um, starting with kind of just the altitude in general. This is the first first race weekend at altitude, um, and I'm I'm curious whether athletes are placing any additional significance on these races at altitude this year, just given um, that the Olympics will also be at altitude, whether that's kind of like their overall management throughout the throughout the stay in Davos or whether that's kind of the actual racing and, and pacing element of it. Yeah, I, that's a good question. Um, we're certainly keyed in on this being a similar elevation as what we'll find in Jianjiaku in China. Um, but to... <laughs> The type of emphasis that we place on it this week is one of caution. Um, we definitely feel like the training plans that have worked well for this team over the years have been somewhat moderate, and it's often the case that those have, who have kind of gotten excited with the sun and the wonderful snow here in, in Davos um, can sometimes fall a little bit flat come the weekend. So uh, I think in general the team has done uh, a wonderful job training and preparing for these races. And um, how about conditions in terms of uh, you, you, it's not, not the sunny day that we kind of expect to see in Davos. Um, and I'm curious if you can kind of right. just speak about, uh, yeah, speak about what, how that affected things or whether that affected things and um, <clears throat> what, it, what, what it was actually like out there on course. Yeah, it feels, um, <laughs> It feels like Christmas time out here. You know, you got the, this little red train that goes by our hotel, and there's snowbanks piling high. Um, there's snow all over the road. People are, you, know, you hear chains on tires. It's uh, it's just a wonderful winter uh, vibe going on here. Um, unfortunately for the racers, uh, that adds a little bit of time and effort uh, to the race itself. Um, this is a hard course because of the altitude and just simply because of the fact that it's like a two and a half minute short sprint, uh, but it's just so acutely painful uh, because of the elevation. Um, but conditions were great. You know, they were wintry. Uh, the snow doesn't get super soft here in Davos because there's enough moisture in the Alps. Uh, so things tend to set up pretty well. Uh, but it wasn't our boilerplate, just hero skiing snow today. It was a nice winter race. Um. Starting with the the men's side, um, first, you know, we've got uh, Ben with his best individual result on the World Cup. Um, maybe we can start there in terms of uh, really exciting to watch him in the semi or the quarterfinal in particular. Just a really stacked heat, um, but but really tactical and um, yeah, keeping himself right in the mix to be able to advance as a lucky loser. Yeah, um, just a brilliant day out of Benny. Uh, so fun to watch. You know, at, at the end of it all, it was uh, all of our wax techs up on up on the corner of the course, and then Chris and myself and Rosie and Ben in the start-finish area. And Rosie and Ben just had this great little piece of camaraderie going on, um, being really excited for each other. Um, and such a blast to see athletes having days like that. Um Bensky brilliantly in the in the quarter. He uh, he has a fast start, but he knew um, that the strategy for this course is not to lead. There's often a down valley um, south wind or wind out of the north, and um, that can be pretty 
pretty damaging if you choose to lead off of the front. I saw athletes that did that today pay for that. Um, and that's just often the tactic here in Davos is try and have a quick start so that you can choose to slot in second. Um, and he did a great job of um, being tight within the race but never doing too much of the workout front. Uh, and then at the end, he still had the wheels. Came off the final right and found some real estate on uh, lane four, just like JC did last year um, in his quarterfinal. Awesome. And then in terms of, you know, he, he was, he's relatively new to, to the World Cup, um, not a lot of experience racing in the semis, and you're in a heat with some of the top names in the sport. Um, can you talk a little bit about confidence in terms of, is that something that you discuss um, and, and just how, how athletes kind of approach that when they're maybe are coming in a little bit um, less experienced and, and just seeing some of the names that they're racing against? It certainly could have been an Olympic or world champion final. Um, it was an absolutely stacked uh, semifinal one. And that's, <laughs> that's uh, part of the risk with uh, choosing uh, a quarterfinal four or five because that's going to guarantee you um, that you're going to end up in uh, the, the bottom half of the bracket, which tends to have uh, less recovery. And then you end up as second lucky loser in your quarter and you end up in the first semi. Uh, so the recovery is shorted all around. And um, Benny was really coughing after the qualifier, but I think the things had kind of warmed up a little bit, or at least his lungs had. He sounded good after the quarter. Um, and then in the semi, I think uh, he did everything he needed to to advance. It just the body came up a little bit short um, when the pace picked up about two-thirds of the way through the race. But the thing about that is you have to swing hard like that if you ever expect to connect and, and put one over the fence. And, and some days, uh, particularly once he gets a little more experience in these heats, um, he will be in the same position and he will be able to hold the pace. So, uh, so happy, so proud of that race today. Yeah. Other thoughts on the men before we move on to the women? You know, um, Definitely a little bit um, puzzling, peculiar. Uh, I don't want to say disappointing because I just don't get disappointed with um, lackluster results. And and I think all of our men would agree that that was uh, underperforming uh, with regards to qualification. And I think humans, we're, uh, we love to find uh, reasons or blame. And there just isn't um, a great reason that we didn't have a great qualifier for the men today. Um you can wonder about skis, and I'll tell you, I don't know. Uh, we had uh, all the guys were asked how the skis were at the end of the race, and uh, everybody said, you know, it's hard to tell, but they felt great. Um, what we did have were um, some illnesses in the team this week um, and some just some difficulties. And so uh, nothing, nothing too serious, and I don't want to get into uh, who struggled, but... Um, we are not entirely healthy right now. No issues with COVID. Sure. Um, I know there are some final exams for some of those guys, too. <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Haley Swerbo graduated yesterday. Yeah, super so, exciting. Um, some, of, yeah, some of her teammates made her a cap and played uh, whatever that pomp and circumstance or whatever that graduation song is and 
just uh, one of the warmest uh, rounds of applause at our team meeting I've ever heard last night. That's great. Um, yes, yeah, maybe shifting focus over to the women. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, Rosie, obviously, uh, really tough watching that last little uh, misstep, and it looked like she kind of caught a tip there, and uh, after being in such good position with so little time to go, but kind of just uh, really kind of repeating her performance in Davos from last year. Um, so if you want to maybe say a little bit about her first. Yeah, you know, there's nobody on our team that thought last year was a fluke when Rosie went back-to-back and won the sprint and the distance race. Um, any of us who were here or watched it on TV saw legitimately fast skiing, even though Scandinavia wasn't here. Um, today they're all here, and she puts together the same sort of performance and is leading at the top of the course um, and looks like she has a locked-up podium, if not a win. Um but, uh, so, you know, uh, that happens. It's, uh, it's a slippery sport. The snow and we make the skis as fast as it can possibly go. And like it's never burned before. Um, and her legs just got a little bit wide in what was a wonderful hop skate where she was accelerating and stretching out the pack. But it looked like she had just a little bit of a caught tip or some little trip or slip. And that just took her out. Her legs were just a little too wide. Um, but, you know, it's... It's uh, it's great to see Rosie laughing a little bit about it in the in the finish area. Of course, she wants to win. She's fiercely competitive, but she also sees the humor in it. Um, and I think she feels really proud that she knows she's exactly where she wants to be going into tomorrow. So, I think the only person that needed to prove that last year maybe uh, needed verification was Rosie herself. And so now I think she's uh, going to go to bed tonight incredibly confident. Awesome. Um, and other other women, we had uh, Haley making the heats today uh, and, and Jesse also racing in the quarters. So thoughts there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, honest, honestly, also a little bit of a peculiar qualification for the women. Uh, we tend to really knock it out of the park in Davos. And, and today uh, was was shy of that in qualification. It was only three, three women and uh, one male getting through. Um, but of course, you know, there are always uh, things to celebrate with a, with a team that's throwing 13 racers at it. Uh, Haley, for instance, qualifying for her first sprint heats of the year and uh, ending up fifth in her heat. It wasn't a uh, perfectly executed heat. Um, I think she would agree with that, which is, I'm just sort of reciting what I heard her talking about in the sherry afterwards. Uh, but she put herself in the right place to have a great heat. It just got a little tied up um, on the climb, the first lap. Um, there's a little stop and go action going, but she showed that she's just making uh, little steps each week, each race. Um, and it's pretty fun to watch this, this sort of improvement. Awesome. Other, other thoughts on the women outside the heats? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, <laughs> it would, it would be a flag if I didn't comment on Jesse's race. Um, she just said she felt a little bit hollow out there today. Um, wasn't feeling great in the qualification, um, and then again, wasn't feeling great in the, in the quarterfinal, but she gave it her all, did her best. And that's, uh, that's the thing about the world cup. If you're off by a little bit, um, you miss by <laughs> a fair amount. So it's, uh, quite competitive, but she's in a great space, um, has a great attitude about it. There's no, uh, um, dramatic disappointment by any means. Great. Um, 
now that uh, Chad Salmola did a, a podcast, I feel like it's uh, we usually I, I feel like I usually shy away from kind of relationship stuff, but uh, Chad just did a podcast on Kevin and, and Maya, so I'm curious if uh, if the if the team has any kind of rooting for Maya or if that uh, adds any element to her her little streak of of wins that she's got going here. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, I think there is something interesting there that is hard to. You know, hard to explain. I, we're all really happy for Maya. It's been fun to watch sort of the typically shy squeak um, last year turn into uh, someone who feels a little bit more comfortable around the team. Um, <laughs> our team by far is the most outgoing on the World Cup, and I think that was a little bit of a shock at first to her, and now it's something that's very welcoming. So uh, we're, we're very excited for Maya and uh, definitely feel like in some small way it's also a win for the team. So. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for your time, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch tomorrow, probably. Yeah, of course. Thanks for the interest. Thank you, everybody, for watching or tuning in.